Oh my god. What? I just heard that munch. Um, that, um, that was like that was like a fake crunch sound. <laughs> it was like, like a stock one. Yeah, it's like a sound you get in like a cartoon of like <laughs> a dog eating the food or something. Don't make me laugh while I'm eating. <laughs> Snot will come out my nose. <laughs> absurd. Welcome. No, no absolutely not. A I'm video not... game podcast? No. We play video games for three hours. You have a toffee crisp inside you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever think about... This is probably not appropriate podcast talking. Huh. But it is funny and it probably will make one or two people laugh. Okay, um, <laughs> that is the quota we're going to fill. About how before you do a poo? No, no. You just have like veto. a veto. Just sit, <laughs> sitting in veto. Like imagine when you look in the toilet and you see a big poo. Oh. And you just, <laughs> you just think that's just like sitting in your midriff. Oh, I'm screaming inside. We don't, anyway, I'm, we don't. I'm nearly done with my top of Hey, <laughs> how are you doing? I'm, uh, yeah, I'm good. How are you? I am good. I've got my. You just crack open your Coke Zero. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> what? It's a late one. We started at half. We started at half eight, uh, and I wanted a bit of a sugar kick, so I've grabbed uh, Coke Zero. Coke Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have any sugar, does it? No. <laughs> Not an ounce. It, it still feels like it does. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm jealous. I want a toffee crisp. Yeah. I don't blame you. It's nice. Um, you don't have any sweet treats in your household? I uh, I was just away and got back and polished off my advent calendar chocks. All of them? Yeah. Oh, up to the... The three days I was 14th. away. Okay. Cool. So I had three small chocks. Nice. Um, what's your calendar theme this year? Uh, well, we... Left it a bit late, Lockie. And I think, you know, given the year it's been, everyone went a bit crazy and maybe right. bought more advent calendars than they really needed. And okay. so we struggled to find an advent calendar. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say, so we bought six inches. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we matched that's where them. that was going. No. Uh, um, we actually, we left it so late that, and Grace really wanted some advent calendars, and I sure. can't, I couldn't break <laughs> a goddamn, break a goddamn heart. So I, sure. I went online and tried to do a um, Sainsbury's order, mm-hmm. um, and I managed to get two advent calendars on the way. Arrived next day, and um, but you have to be over twenty pounds to do a delivery because obviously that's a huge waste. Anything lower, um, yep. it's a huge waste anyway, and. Uh, so I put, shoved in some like cleaning products we needed and stuff. Anyway, oh god, you know when you're. T- I mean, I think all of my stories are like this. I get like That's halfway boring. through and they're like so boring. Christ, <laughs> <laughs> I should stop now. It's like when you learn that like planes, if they're like 
they always have to, once you go halfway, you got to go the rest of the way. Anyway, um, so it arrives, and yes. what do I know? No advent calendars. Oh, substitution. Substitution, not even a substitution, nothing. Really? They were just like, we couldn't do anything for you, mate. You're getting a refund on those ones. Here's some debt all. And that was it. Oh, unbelievable. So instead... Just um, when I thought I <laughs> the story would totally lose me, it's actually brought me back in. <laughs> yeah, that's the bit. beauty of it, yeah. <laughs> um, so instead, uh, Grace bought a bunch of individual chocks and put them in little bags and hung them on our tree. Oh, that's cute. Which is actually much nicer <laughs> um, than that's looking at like, a piece of branded cardboard for 30 days. Speak for yourself. What have you got? What brand are you looking at every day? Well, you can't see the brand. There is a small M&S logo in the corner. <laughs> uh, but it's just the nativity. Oh. Classic. Timeless. Um, well, not timeless. I mean, if you go back 2,000 years. Uh-huh. About, <laughs> as far as it goes back. But, uh, yeah, classic. Um, Definitely classic. Does me fine. What kind of shocks we get in the standards? Yeah, yeah, but M&S, so it's not too bad. Oh, excuse me. It's still not great, but it's um, not too bad. Nice. Uh, anyway. Well, one final question. Are you a chalk first thing in the morning? Mm, no, I can't do it. So you just, when you feel like it in the day, you're like, oh, I'll have myself that little chalk. When I feel like it, when I remember, sometimes I forget and then I'll double up the next day. <laughs> um, it's it's pretty hidden through this little little uh, rhyme nor reason to my calendar consumption. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. But yeah, I, lo- I love a calendar. Yeah, they're fun. Um, and also, you know, approaching Christmas, which is always normally a uh, exciting time of year and a enjoyable period of the year. So it's uh, you know it's, it's a countdown to excitement. It's like it's like I'm a celeb as well. Um, that the TV show that um, I'm a celeb that happened this mm. year. Yeah, in Wales. In Wales, that was it. I knew they didn't go to. They usually go to Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, incredible season. I'm a huge fan. Um, <laughs> many people were skeptical. I was actually fairly confident that it would be good. Uh, because I think, you know, like a couple of years ago, um, when Ant was in rehab and Holly had to step in, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just when this, this show is the 20th year this year. So once you've seen 20 seasons, I mean, they should probably mix it up more really. No, they don't need to, because it's such a good formula. Like this podcast, such a clean, good formula, uh-huh. Uh-huh. um, that the occasional twist, like a seven minute intro talking about. Uh, crisps or whatever we've been talking about. I'm not sure. Coffee crisps. Yeah. Um, is good because it's it's the same, but it's just that little bit of excitement. And I think they pulled it off wickedly. Um, great season. Oh, good for them. Who, uh, who, any celebs I know? Uh, yes. I was going to ask who won, but the chances that I know them are quite low. So uh, there was Mo Farah. Okay. That's quite a, that's quite a big one, isn't it? That's quite there a win. Was, uh, Vernon Kay. I know that one. Uh, they were the main ones. 
Am I forgetting anyone big? I feel like this is the year where you're going to get some big ones, right? Because no one's doing anything. Well, I think it's a year that you get some different people. Um, mm. Maybe people who are more happy to do it, you know, because you don't have to go on the other side of the world. You can just go to Wales. Um. Anyway, uh, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking we should start off with the um, the nice thing. What do you think? Uh, sure. What, just the email we got? Yeah. Sure. Um, Mike sent us an email that is actually beautiful uh, and very well thought out. So, Mike, uh, thank you. means a lot. I will, looking forward to getting back to that in the next couple of days with some more uh, processed thoughts. Yeah. Um, uh, thank you, Mike. Uh, <laughs> it was such a nice little, oh, it was such a nice little, just I got home. Been bumming around while well, I'm doing things, but then I looked at my phone and I saw this email. I was like, oh, wow, that's so nicely written and thoughtful. And um, I love the baseball line. Mm. Lockie loves that the I baseball love. line. I love the baseball line. <laughs> um, so thank you. I'm really happy uh, that we have provided something for you these last few whatevers, however long you've been listening. Um, blah, blah, blah. Um, let's do it. Let's get into the podcast. Ten minutes in. Uh, welcome. We have a game that is one for the ages. Uh, do you want to talk us through what we played this game this uh, week, Louis? Yeah. Um, I really, yeah. Um, we played, uh, Dragon Ball Z, uh, Budokai, uh, 2 on the Nintendo GameCube, um, on the Dolphin emulator um dragon ball z z budokai <laughs> 2 uh on the nintendo gamecube uh is uh, a dragon ball z game so um uh typically these games are like just sort of basic fighters um yeah uh sometimes sometimes 2d sometimes 3d and this is sort of a mix of 2d 3d um it's got the graphics that they all have i <laughs> <laughs> all yeah, these games pretty look fair. exactly the same like that they, they are always this like cell shaded thing and i wonder like i i want to play a game one day where one of us just goes and finds every screenshot from every dragon ball z game and we have to guess what platform it was on i'm literally looking at them now there's just so many <laughs> so many of there's these games. just so many of these games so this game came out uh, we can assume in the 2000s, yes. Uh, so there was 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 games released in the 10 years. That's wild. Um, so isn't me, that insane? Tell me this. So um, so I have watched a little bit of Dragon Ball, but not Dragon Ball Z. What, mm. what period is Dragon Ball Z created and finished in? What's the timeline of that? I have literally no idea. Uh, what, do you, what do you mean? Like, so Dragon of Ball... This, of this game or no, 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 Dragon Ball Z the, the actual series? The actual the actual series. Um, because so it, it I, I feels was... like it's like... Uh, it's, t- as you said earlier, timeless. Like, I, I... It feels like it obviously had like a big rise in the 90s and stuff. And 
but then has continued throughout in a way where almost nothing else has. Um, like they still make these games all the time, but there's not any yeah. new content being made. There's no like there is, new, there is. There's, there's new, new content. There's new stories. Uh, there is over the last few years, there has been new Dragon Ball main canon content written by the original guy uh yeah i believe so wow uh which is amazing um it's called dragon ball super and it takes place in the events following dragon ball z so that i know a game came out like last year or even this year christ i have no idea at this point uh on like ps4 um is it called kakarat is that what it's called kakarat uh, it's like I, a, I think it's like an I, open I, world. I don't know about this. It's like an open world sort of Dragon Ball Z game. Um, oh yeah. Um, is that is that with the new stuff or is that just retelling the same story? Or so. So I think these are all retelling the same story, uh, and I, I think sort of <laughs> every <laughs> looking through screenshots here of uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, and there's one of, Cra- of Crash Bandicoot standing next to Master Roshi. Uh, and it is a mod, unfortunately. Oh, that's a shame. Um, but <laughs> I saw it and I thought that was maybe some some sort of, uh, what do you call it, collab? <laughs> some yeah, like included. DLC bonus for pre-ordering it on PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get a little crash in there. Uh, unfortunately not. Um, I, mean, I mean, that's the thing with, because although it's a uh, very long series, Dragon Ball Z, uh, all of the games just recycle the same story content, but almost because it's so long uh, and people want to play all of the characters that they're familiar with over the series, nine out of ten times, all of these games butcher the story into some sort of mass abomination of... uh... Yeah, so how many Budokai games are there? And why are they Budokai games? (laughs) I mean, you're just asking questions of me that I can't answer. So like um, it's like Budokai. So Budokai is not like an arc in Dragon Ball Z. No, I think it. I mean, I think it probably. This is pure guesswork. Is based around the gameplay of the game. So is okay. So the Fighting Budokai systems. games are two point five D fighters with world <laughs> map guessing. story modes. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm guessing. Uh, so I, I mean, I they they were pumping these things out incredibly um like a fifa so here we go dragon ball z budokai came out in 2002 budokai 2 came out the following year in 03 <laughs> oh, no. uh, budokai budokai 3 came out the following year in 04 i want do they i do they tell the story again every time they have to because um so do you want to do you want to quickly give a quick uh do you want to tell the people kind of how the campaign of this game works uh yeah well, yeah i mean even after playing it i still don't really understand what's going on um but not not in terms of story uh, no in no, terms no. Of... yeah i just think anyway um so the game overall is split up uh kind of like a, any sort of traditional um fighting game would be so there's like a campaign mode there's a training mode there's like sort of free for all arcade mode and a tournament mode i think um, and I did a little bit of the training mode on your suggestion and then jumped into the campaign and the campaign is structured sort of like you basically move around, uh, different small 
board game sort of like maps. Uh, it kind of reminded me of like the most recent mode in Smash Bros. Um, yeah, massively. Like, design it's wise. The, the World of Light. Yeah. Uh, which was the Smash Bros. Ultimate campaign. Plays very, very similar, uh, which I think is kind of funny. Um, so, so for anyone that hasn't played either of those, basically just picture like a uh, hand-drawn sort of map. Um, and on the map are little points all connected by lines that you can navigate to. Uh, and everyone takes a turn. And when two characters meet on one of these points, a fight breaks out uh, and you go, you drop into a traditional 2.5d fighter um you win the match they lose one dip of health um or you do and then you carry on you can keep keep exploring the map and on the map are little pickups like skills you can obtain and uh uh like buffs like damage buffs and health buffs um uh yeah and that's kind of it and then every time you sort of run into a character a very small amount of like dialogue will be exchanged between Goku and whoever his nemesis is. Um, or whoever the opponent is in that, in the fight when you meet them on the board. Yeah, uh, it's very, very, very simple, basic stuff. Doesn't really tell you anything about any plot. It's kind of just, I'm going to fight you. No, no, I'm going to fight you. And then you fight. Um, and that's it. It's a pretty good job of uh, summing up. And um, sort of as you go through a sort of loose plot will develop on the board. I mean, it's, it's pretty game game board-esque uh, where you have little pieces and they sort of move around. Um, and say if you take out one character, that might trigger the next part of the story and another enemy will appear on a different part of the map, um, give a bit of dialogue and let the fun continue. Yeah, and you're sort of, you're going from like board to board. So you sort of complete a board... And move on to the next board. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and there's there's extra stuff as well. Like, you can find a few, either like one or two Dragon Balls in each map. Um, there's I, a Dragon never, Ball I never figured out the Dragon Ball thing. Th- this game does a really bad job at explaining most parts of the game. Um, but, uh, for example, on each map there is a Dragon Ball radar where if you walk into it, you can pick it up. Uh, you press, I think, Z on the GameCube, and uh, it brings up a little radar and shows you whereabouts the Dragon Ball is. And if you go to that spot and then click the character and then press X, you can dig that spot oh. to try and find buried treasure. Um, and there, you know, you can you can find the seven Dragon Balls. What do you get in if that you manner? Find the Dragon Ball. Uh, I looked into it. There's like five different things you can unlock. Okay. And I think you get to, like, choose one each time. Okay. Um, yeah, this this game, um, I'm going to have a hard time talking about in many positives. There wasn't a lot for me here. As someone that doesn't know Dragon Ball Z, I feel like the value of it is mostly lost on me um, because I don't think it's a very good fighting game. And that's speaking of someone that, does not really play fighting games. Um, but the way the fights are structured felt odd to me. You have these skills you sort of earn by collecting them or b- defeating people, and they let you do sort of combos um, that do more damage. Um, 
but uh, there's not very many of them, and there's just not a lot to do in a fight. There's just really I don't know if I, I don't know if it's because I was I'm just bad at fighting games, but it feels like they sort of obfuscate some of what the combos are that you can always do. And they're not on, they have like a skill list that you can see, but like you can only see the like the skills that you've obtained. But I know there's some combos there that would be good to just be able to read off that they don't tell you. Sure. Um, and then, yeah, there's these like more skill based things. And these feel quite like static and like basically impossible to avoid um, kind of like attacks uh, that do not a, never a satisfying amount of damage anyway. Um and it just, I, I, don't I, know I, about I, that. I just, I think, um, I just don't think it, it was particularly fun or, or, or yeah, interesting to play. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you are right. Uh, but I have to say, the more I played it, the more I did get into it. Mm. Um, and I, I think, I actually don't think it's a bad system. I think. Just the movement controls, I thought, were really bad. Yeah. Uh, which Some was weird the main, controls. Really bizarre. And what made it even worse is playing it on the GameCube rather than the PlayStation. Um, because this was a game that I played a lot as a kid, uh, which is why I suggested it. Um, and obviously the PlayStation has more buttons. It uh, has, for one, an L2 and an R2 button. Uh, which the GameCube does not. And so it puts a few controls onto really awkwardly mapped multiple keybinds. Yeah. Um, so, for example, to charge your key or, like, your energy uh, on the PlayStation, I think you just hold L2, whereas in on a GameCube, I think you have to hold L and double press backwards on the D-pad. Yeah, you have to hold block and back. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. It, which is just in what is meant to be a fast-paced game uh, just feels ridiculous because it's, you know, even hard to pull off at times. Yeah. Um, and also moving forwards and backwards is bizarre. You can double tap forwards to, I mean, this is pretty common fighting controls, but double tap forwards to sort of bounce forward, double tap and hold to dash into the enemy. Uh, or just press forward or backwards to move slowly, backwards or forwards. But the speed at which you move backwards and forwards is, it's like glue speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no run. It's it's either it's either like trudge slowly forwards or backwards or dash directly to the enemy. Yeah, or not even trudge. It's like, yeah, it's like falling through honey backwards. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what. It's that slow it's or a, forwards. It's a little shuffle, yeah. Um, and uh, the controls were incredibly awkward. And well, the thing that made it for me the, the most awkward about it, um, and again, I don't know how common this is because I don't play fighting games, but it, the controls it gave you predominantly focused on the idea of you having a fight stick over the GameCube buttons. Bizarre, which bizarre choice. Which, like, I get maybe maybe for like a Street Fighter that makes sense because maybe people are using fight sticks on a Street Fighter casually, but. On, like, Dragon Ball Z Budokai 2, I don't think many people are busting out a fight stick to learn your controls. And, like, um, so in so the training mode, it does show you the GameCube buttons, but only in relation to what they would be on a fight stick. So it says, like, um, kick button <laughs> equals A. 
And so you have yeah. to memorize that. And then it shows you uh, press kick and up um, to do this move we're teaching you. And then it won't show you the GameCube controls anymore. So you have to have already internalized what all these buttons mean before it teaches you how to play. Um, it's dumb, isn't it? Which is really bizarre. So it took me a little while to like... Even like very basic combos, it's like oh, so p p p p p e is um, uh, a a a a a x, and um, yeah, and that so that's just kind of bizarre and weird, and I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and that is the sort of thing that would and should automatically be changed in any sort of port of any video game ever. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was just it was just a extra layer of unnecessary crap um but i think as bad as the fighting was and it is not great but it's not awful awful no i definitely found myself having fun at times with the combat i think this game's it's kind of hard for me to critique because like it's not none of it's like bad and it's just a game (laughs) this game is like uh it's like it's just it's a thing that was pumped out to give a thing that people wanted to muck about with because they like a thing and none of it's broken or like terrible to play um but none of it's like i wouldn't say any of it's good apart from the music which i thought was pretty good yeah um, i mean i don't know where this game gets off having such good music and sound effects <laughs> yeah it's great music <laughs> the sound and the sound effects boink boink yeah <laughs> some pretty intense and annoying sound effects They're yeah pretty good yeah. Um, I love the opening screen music. Yes. I won't do it. I was about to, but <laughs> I won't. Um, yeah, it, it, it's all pretty funky. And I, I think stylistically, uh, the game's pretty good, which is pretty inevitable because stylistically, Dragon Ball Z is pretty good. Yeah, just looks like Dragon Ball Z. It looks like all these games do. Yeah, um, it's it's amazing how people just buy up anime fighters. Yes, there's so many. Isn't it mad? And they're I all mean, the my, same. Myself included. Um, they're all but, the same. Yeah, they're all the same. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, I think that's a bit unfair. Like we've played some good ones. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I, and some bad yeah. ones. Yeah, I, I, it's not. They're not literally like exactly the same, but this, they they do share the same DNA. Um, but like the Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm games, that line, which they pumped out probably five of yeah, <laughs> within probably a similar amount of time yeah, um, of the Budokais, yeah. uh, that, that combat I thought was excellent. Yeah. I thought that was definitely fun. That was definitely fun. something there. Like, and I think, I think, I think if they had wanted to, which they obviously didn't, but they could have made that fighting system more competitive and complex i think to like give it an edge but obviously that's not what it was going for um what's the do you remember that dragon ball z game that came out fairly recently um that i played like a hundred hours of oh my god what the online one yeah <laughs> i didn't know you played uh, was that it origins it. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> origins 2 no that doesn't sound right that's <laughs> a ds game <laughs> Um, it was like a weird name, I think. Yeah. Hey, I, I mean, like, there's so many different levels of. 
And it's hard with a game like this as well, because, I mean, recently I've played uh, this as well as the the online one, which, embarrassingly, the name has escaped me, uh, which sort of did these Dragon Ball-esque style fights that where you can sort of f- literally fly around an entire arena uh, and teleport back and forwards in front of characters, behind characters, and pull off, like, ridiculous beam moves, as you would do... Uh, at what well, as like happens in Dragon Ball Z fights, hmm. um, which kind of felt really fun. Also, kind of felt hard to control. Also, kind of felt awful at times. As opposed to that Dragon Ball fighter that came out recently that people loved, Dragon Ball Xenoverse. Oh no, that's the bad one. Dragon that's Ball Xenoverse Two. That's the one I played a lot of. Yeah, that's what I was um, talking but, about. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but like Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Oh, that's the people, 2D one, right? That's a 2D one that people loved. And it was apparently a very good fighting game. Um, so, I mean, there's tons of different like fighting systems. Yeah. Um, Did you ever play the Jump Force game? No. <laughs> I was thinking about that <laughs> while playing this. That's got to be bad, right? That's got to be really bad. It reviewed awfully. I did want it. The art looks really bad. Yeah, this, the whole style looks horrendous. Um, uh, yeah, there's a lot of fighting <laughs> hey, games out there. Do, do you remember that fighting game that was rumored uh, for like a million years of some like passion project online, which basically just had every character of every show ever? Oh, yeah, they would show like video, the Mugen game. Is that what it was? It was based on Mugen, right? I don't even know what Mugen is. That's like a a fighting game engine that people can chuck like sprites into. Oh, um, yeah, Mugen is a freeware two D fighting game engine um, that people just like chuck any 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 pixel sprite into. But then someone was using that to develop like a ridiculously huge roster of characters, and you can do it yourself. As well in Mugen. Sure. I'm looking at weird pictures now. Yeah, that was a game I was excited for about 12 years ago. I remember watching, like, Master Chief fight, like, I can't remember. Sora. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that was literally, literally the fight. Yeah. Bunch um, of nerds. Um, if I, I mean, it's neither of us are big fighting game players. Absolutely not. Uh, so I don't really know what we're talking about here. Um, I did want to talk about that. We probably talked about it every time we played a fighting game. But um, are there any fighting games you would love to... If you had to pick a fighting game series, which one would you want to be good at? You know the answer to this. And it's kind of a cop-out, but... You know no, Smash. It's Smash. I've it's, asked it's this question. Smash. It's Smash. Yeah, of course it's Smash. It's Melee. But if you had to pick a traditional 2D fighter... <laughs> literally wouldn't give a shit uh which one makes the most money which one has big tournaments where i can go and play and be a legend i don't know who has the biggest tournaments these days is it uh, street fighter I, I don't know i i'm not interested <laughs> i <laughs> i i love smash bros i love melee yeah um, i enjoyed ultimate a lot i've played you know hundreds of hours of that mm not recently. You see, uh, what's his name got announced for it? Sap, old Sappy Ruffy. 
Yeah, Sephiroth. <laughs> you see him stabbing Mario. <laughs> no, I didn't actually watch the trailer. I saw it. Uh, I don't know, they, Nintendo I st- <laughs> loves doing this. They've now killed like three different <laughs> Nintendo characters. <laughs> uh, it looks great though, doesn't it? Who, uh, who was the one that killed Luigi? Um, I think it was one of the Castlevania. Yeah, it was the like the death from Castlevania <laughs> killed Luigi. <laughs> Oh, uh, so the, the announcement! I have to. I'm gonna watch that after this. The <laughs> announcement really, trailers are like, so good. It's an iconic shot. They're so good. <laughs> they know. Um, they know exactly what they're doing. It's insane. Yeah, they're they're really very good. Really um, very good. Uh, yeah. Uh, the story of this game is ridiculous. Uh, you have no worry of having any of Dragon Ball Z spoiled for you. No. By playing this game, because it's like... It's like giving a five-year-old a bunch of cutouts of the characters' heads, and then being like... Giving them a handful of the characters that were roughly out about in the same arcs of the story, and being like, hey, make up a story with these characters, <laughs> child. All I, all I basically learnt was that Goku... Fights these people at some point, probably. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. Um, but it's it's you know it, it's something like what three or three hundred episode series. Uh, I mean that's with a lot of filler, but still, I mean like all you learn from this game is sort of the appearance of some of the mm-hmm. characters. Um, I actually think it it handles the story pretty well in terms of like a lot of its systems. I think the board that you play on uh, is a really fun idea. I don't know where that originated. I'm sure it's old as time. Um, I would assume that's what the Budokai series is, but maybe not. Sure. Um, but I, I mean, I think, it's, I think it's a good system. I like traversing a board with these characters. I like getting to plan your route giving you some sort of control over where you go, how you want to play it tactically, and which characters you fight, in which order, with which characters you control. Um, I don't think any of this stuff is pulled off well. No. Uh, I would say I like... my experience was you end up fighting the same guy over and over again, one after the yeah. other. Because he just kind of keeps coming back. <laughs> yeah. Um, I w- but, like, I, I like... I would like it if this was executed a lot better. I'd, if there was like a bigger map, um, I wanted that to be way less fighting in this campaign um, and much more map play. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, I wanted to jump around, plan out my route, um, do different things. But and I also think the uh, system of unlocking skills and applying them to your characters and choosing which moves you want to be able to use with your character is pretty good. Mm -hmm. And I like the idea that you have a limited amount of space and you can maybe include like a damage buff instead of an extra move, or you can just pump in a bunch of moves, or you can know pretty much no moves and just buff your character with a bunch of like status stuff. Um, I I like the system. Hmm. Um, the game also has some kind of like nice things that it doesn't really show off too often, like breakable parts of the stage. Did I don't think I, no, I didn't think I came across that at all. Yeah, there are certain places where if your character gets 
for example, punched or hit or thrown uh, near the edge of a screen, um, there'll be like a shortcut scene that shows your character flying back across an ocean and then breaking through like a rock to a new part of the stage. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say one of my one of the things I noted was that the fights themselves seem particularly tame compared to what I've seen about the Dragon Ball. Um, especially the games, like uh, you were talking about uh, Xenoverse, like the all flying around and jumping over people and stuff. Like there isn't really... You start to fly and stuff, but you kind of just go a bit in the air, hit them and then come back down yeah. again. I mean, it's tough. I mean, like, as a series, Dragon Ball is something that's so, like, ridiculously scaled up in terms of power um, that it's it's something that's quite hard, I think, to translate into a game Yeah. while still making it fair and fun. Yeah. Oh, but I think they do a decent job in Xenoverse 2. At capturing some of that. Hmm. And not in this game. Um, well, sorry to make you play that. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I got through it. Uh, yeah, me too. Just about. Did you enjoy it? Kind of. Kind of. You glad you visited it again? Yes. I don't, did we even yeah. mention that you played this as a kid? Uh, briefly. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite things I enjoyed a lot is in the load screens, there's like a little spinning... Master Roshi. Mm-hmm. If you spam your control control sticks, you can make him move. <gasps> what? Yeah. Oh. Screen. I think one like speeds up his spin, and then you can start using the other to move yourself around. It's cool. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there should be more silence in podcasts. You know, it's a lot of stress. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of stress having to fill the air. It doesn't stress me as much as it used to, but maybe, maybe, sure. you know, Mike, well, that's the nice Mike thing in his about... email was saying, like, we're like, it's like, you know, it's a nice, like, conversation chilled out. Maybe sure. we should put more silence in. <laughs> Maybe. Because, you know, conversation, is, uh, there's, there's peaks and valleys, you know. Well, that's the thing about a two-person podcast. Mm. It's like you just always have to talk. God, it's constant. It's, it's constant. Like, you know me. I don't talk this much in real life. <laughs> Nobody talks this No, much but I really life. don't. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> like, this is a lot for me. <laughs> are you trying to tell me something no it's fine it's good i'm glad you know i'm glad it's good to stretch it's, the it's, old it's, muscles it's definitely fun doing one of the few three-man podcasts um that we've done and just being able to sort of take a back seat yeah. and listen to two other people talk about an aspect of the game and just sort of listen and just sort of Look to yourself for a minute and just go, I'm not talking right now. <laughs> and it's, it's okay. Yeah, listening's great. I recommend listening to everyone. Anyway. <laughs> um, All right. What am I playing next week? Uh, this, uh, what pod, podcast games? Um, uh, you're going to play the PSP game. <laughs> oh, God. 
Okay. <laughs> if I can find out. an emulator, I'll look tomorrow. I've got time. Surely there has to be uh, PSP games out there. Yeah. PSP emulators out there. Right? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's a little. it and feels a little too fresh, but I'm doing it anyway. Can you remind me what the game was? I never told you. Oh, fascinating. So maybe you can guess. Uh, okay. I'll give um, you some clues. Yes, please. Oh, I'm going to guess, straight off the bat, one of the Metal Gears. Oh, games. you piece of shit. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so good. I was I hoping you were going to so... guess Mercury, or whatever that game was called. <laughs> uh, McLean, uh, Archer McLean's Mercury. Was... <laughs> when are we getting that on the pod? That's got to Arch... be on there. That's got to be on your list. <laughs> yeah, Archer McLean, that's his name. Archer McLean. British video game programmer. What a dick. <laughs> Puts his name on the front of the game. Oh, it's nice to get credit when you do some work. No, I agree. I actually respect it a lot. <laughs> Especially as he made literally zero good games. <laughs> That's so mean. Ma- oh, oh I, I don't know if... Uh... Well, that was, was Mercury his first title, or was this... No, a... no, it wasn't. His first title uh, was a game called Drop Zone, um, which actually... Which, which came out on the Commodore, sixty four. Okay, uh, and then and it, he had a, he had a couple. He also had International Karate and International Karate Two, uh, which were also Commodore titles. Um, and then he had a, he, he pumped out four billiards games. Okay, uh, called <laughs> which actually had someone else's name on the front, uh, Jimmy White's Cue Ball World. Um, as well as two other <laughs> snooker games. Wait, wait, uh, wait. Are you on Wikipedia? I'm on Google. Uh, okay, so you said the name of that game. Say it again for me. Jimmy White's Cue Ball World. Uh, well, I've got Jimmy White's Whirlwind, Whirlwind snooker. snooker, which he produced in 91. So this must have been why he was like, fuck, I've got to put my name on a game because Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy White is <laughs> He just, he just pumped out. <laughs> but ah, 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 ah. Well, you're going to love this. Uh, Jimmy White's Whirlwind Snooker. Yeah. 1991. 1992. Yeah. Arch McLean's Pool. Whoa. I wonder what happened. <laughs> there's got, man, there's going to be some sick expose on what happened between Jimmy so, White and Arch McLean. <laughs> well, no. Jimmy Jimmy White is a snooker player. Oh. He's... <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was a game developer that loves No, no, he's on the Jimmy White's on the cover oh. of all of the Jimmy White's games. He's clearly a professional snooker player in the way that Tiger Woods Yeah. You know, yeah. PGA, whatever, blah blah blah. Yeah, I'm with you. Um so he produced three snooker games for Jimmy White. One he chose to do under his own name, Arch McLean's Pool, the following year. So does that mean and he's then also four years pool? later? He returns to Arch McLean's Mercury. You know what? I don't think. Let's get him on the podcast. Before we do. When I called you a dick for putting it at the beginning of your name, it wasn't true because I do respect that swag of putting your name. I respect that. But I will say. It seems a little weird. It's weird. Of course it's weird. There's a reason why nobody does it. No, but like Tim Schafer puts his name at the front of a game. Like, yeah, you know, that's fair enough. Um, but pool. 
Archer <laughs> McLean's pool is not the same as like Tim Tim Schafer's thrall, full throttle or something, is it? Like it's not. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, is, what is Archie it's McLean's just such pool? it's just such like you know, a big not, dick move it's not <laughs> it? it's, sid meyer it's archer mclean's pool <laughs> it's archer mclean mercury mercury um, sure there's a little bit that's a, bit, a little bit more intricate maybe this is interesting i mean it is just freaking um it's real intrigue though isn't it Arch mcclean's mercury you see that <laughs> because the game wasn't this was this was a launch title for the PSP. It was um, it was just like a freaking like, one of those games where you blob the which blob. everyone had, but it was a game. It was like it was almost like the Wii Sports of the PSP. I want to say obviously it didn't come with the game, but it was a game that I feel was on every PSP shelf. Everyone knew about. Most people had. Oh my uh, god! And it wasn't Mercury. It was Archer McLean's Mercury. Rocky. What I've got some development here on the Archer McLean uh, versus Jimmy White saga. Bring it on. Uh, the game was conceived. This is in reference to um, Mercury. The game was conceived <laughs> when Archery McLean uh, used a previous mini game from Jimmy White's cue ball world. Oh. And added a liquid metal physics. This is bad English. And added liquid metal physics so he stole the idea of marble madness <laughs> from cubal world and then put which in... he made oh no what what so the, no i assume he worked Archim, archer mclean's he worked you mean do you mean jimmy white's, white's whirlwind world. snooker no uh, mate, Jimmy White has oh, several games. Jimmy, yeah, sorry. So, so Jimmy White's Cuba World that was released in two thousand and one was the precursor to Arch McLean's Mercury. Yes, in two thousand, there was a mini game in Cuba World. Jimmy White's oh, Cuba World. I love it. And he took Let's that idea. Let's play this game. Which I don't. Let's... No, he he didn't take the idea because Marble Madness existed years before Cuba World. Super Monkey Ball existed before Cuba <laughs> World. <laughs> Super Monkey Ball. Uh, what's the story on that new Super Monkey Ball game? I don't know, man, but forget the thing I said about Metal Gear. Let's play Archer McLean's Mercury. <laughs> I was going to say, I had no idea how we got onto this. Um, what, remind me of the name of the game. It was a standalone, wasn't it? It was like Wolf something. What are, you talk- like, what are we talking about now? Th- there were like four... PSP Metal Gear Solid games, weren't there? Uh, there were so the, yeah, there were there were a few. Couple were like online ones. Couple of them were I think had online purely online. <clears throat> there there was the like um there was the big one which was Peace Walker. What well, sure? Um, and then there was uh, Portable Ops one and two, I think. Okay, neither of those you're gonna play. Uh, I'm gonna play the other one called. You're going to play the one that's a card game, all right? I'm sorry. Oh, jeez. <laughs> wow, what has become of this podcast? <laughs> what the heck? I think it's it's like a strategic card game. I don't I don't know. I like a card game. I don't I think hey. it's, it's more like uh it's more ta- tactics, more tactical strategy than card game, but it's with cards. I love it. Over this uh second lockdown, I've gone back into playing Yu-Gi-Oh. So, <laughs> That's good. This I will be so on top of it. This will prepare you for that. 
No, the other way around. That will prepare you for this. Yes. Um, All right. I tell you what. In, we're f- like fifty minutes. Let's I, t- I tell you what, though, Lucky. Who would have thought that this would be one of our longest episodes ever? Um, if so, the plan is you're going to play Metal Gear Acid. <laughs> That's okay. the name of the game. Fair play. Um, however, if we get a lot of feedback from people saying, actually, I'd rather you play Archer McLean's Mercury. It, uh, let's play Acid. This game looks whack. <laughs> this game looks absolutely whack. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, this is crazy. I'm looking at it now. I want to know the Ooh. story of Acid. Yeah, me too. Cool. Cool. Uh, Lockie, why don't uh, you talk Take us out, us out of here. Oh. I'm going to real quick, um, because it's gone on for so damn long. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yep. Keep going. <laughs> uh, this podcast normally goes out every Monday. I think we'll just squeeze it out today, which is the Monday we're recording. Um, we have an Instagram. We have a Twitter. We have a Gmail. Uh, you can reach us at any of them at timeplay3hr. The email has at gmail.com at the end of it. Um, thank you all for listening. Yes. See you next week. Absolutely. Uh, where we'll do Metal Gear Acid, then followed probably by our Game of the Year episode. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, I believe is so. How many weeks are left in the year? Uh, yeah. Next week is the 21st, and then following that is the 28th. So Heck me. it will be a fucking good one, because those episodes are always fun as fuck. Cool. Cool. Thanks, Lucky. Thanks, bud.